0: Hey guys, welcome back to Talk to Me Sister
1: Podcast, Season Two. If you're new to the pod, we're twin sisters, and a ton has happened since last season. I'm a cancer survivor. Kathy had my baby. The baby's here, happy and healthy. Yes, and we're advocates for women's health, and we're going to cover a lot of topics this season. So thanks for following along. Okay, you guys. Welcome back to the Talk to Me Sister podcast. We are so excited to have the incredible Jenna Hua here, um, and she's an environmental health scientist and a dietitian by training. She is passionate about the environment and public health and food. Jenna holds a BS in nutrition and an MPH and a PhD in environmental health sciences from UC Berkeley, and completed her postdoctorate fellowship at Stanford Medicine. I'm so wow. impressed. Frustrated by the lack of data on how harmful chemicals and plastics in everyday life affect our health and clinical outcomes and the absence of personalized approach to mitigate harmful chemical exposure, Jenna set out on a mission to change these. She took things into her own hands. She founded Million Marker, a health tech startup dedicated to empowering everyone with data and tools to determine how these products can they use and food they eat and water they drink negatively or positively influence their health. Million Marker helps people understand what chemicals are inside of them and then provides simple solutions for quickly reducing these harmful chemicals through mail in tests, lifestyle audits, product recommendations, and counseling.
0: What an incredible resource to people, <laughs> Jenna. You're amazing. So glad to have you today on the podcast. We have so many questions. And I think this topic is, um, right now, probably more explored, but it's so important for our health. I think we always talk about, you know, obviously what we're putting into our body exercise, all those things, but, you know, and the environment is all honestly, mostly important and equally just important as all these other topics that I think have are always been, um, widely talked about. So,
2: Welcome. Thank you ladies for so much for having me. I'm super excited recording this podcast with you guys. Yay. Should
1: we call you Dr. Hua or Jenna? Like you're so impressive. I feel like I should call you Dr. I feel like we
2: should. Dr. Yeah, Dr. Hua. <laughs> no, please, please call me Jenna. Not <laughs> okay. that kind of doctor. It's always weird when people call me Dr. Hua, but yeah, please. You, call earned, me it. Jenna. Oh, you oh.
0: earned it. You definitely well, earned it. Well, I think we're going to start off with just a basic question for all of our listeners so that you can kind of um, explain that before we go into more detailed topics. But um, tell us firstly, what exactly is a registered environmental health scientist?
2: Um, So there isn't really like a, environmental health scientist is not exactly registered. So there are certifications to... To grant to toxicologists who studies environmental toxins, uh, environmental san- health scientists in general, we study the impact of the environment on people's health. So we study the pattern distribution of like chemicals and and um, environment in general from, you know, air pollution to food to uh, even nutrition that could be counted as part of environmental health. So we study all these aspects and then pretty much study how these things, these factors actually influence um, our health. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trained as a dietitian before, and I'm super passionate about food. But when it comes to food, I was, I was frustrated by the way how we're telling people to eat. You know, mm-hmm. nutrition education, when I was a dietitian and working in the hospital, I would only spend about 15 minutes trying to consult a patient and I would spend one hour charting. But if you think about it, 15 minutes is like merely enough to change anybody's behavior. So people just wouldn't listen. So I was very frustrated by that. And I thought, okay, if we can not actually change our environment, then I don't have to tell people what to do. If we actually don't have access for people to buy fast food, uh, to buy takeout or packaged goods, then people are just forced to eat fresh fruits and veggies and cook at home. Um, right. so, so I thought, okay, if I can do that, then, you know, it, uh, the change will be a lot more permanent. Uh, right. but I when I got into this, got into environmental health. I realized, okay, it's actually a long shot. It's not that easy. There are yeah. many things that we have to worry about. It's not just the food. It's also, it's, it's not where we shop our food and it's not just air pollution. It's also what's in our food and right. what's inside of our body. How are all these things, um, infect in us because you know given you and I have different genes even if we have the same exposure same environmental exposure we would respond very differently mm-hmm. but there's no way for individuals to actually know okay how is this environmental factor really impacting me
1: Wow, so interesting that's incredible yeah I feel like you have to get when you get into all the toxins especially in the. US you probably have legis- like legislation like big big mountains and obstacles to
2: change so is that something you're involved in too we're hoping to get there because compared to say the eu or even canada u.s environmental legislation is so lagged behind it's Mm -hmm. so Uh, always we literally have like over eighty-five thousand of these industrial chemicals in use today in all our products only one percent of them have sufficient safety data so a lot of them we just don't know and Mm -hmm. eu has banned like thousands of chemicals that's still in use in the u.s today i mean our like our policy changes like move at such glacial speed right that it's i feel that there's a need to empower consumers empower everybody to understand so then collectively we can actually push for safer policy then everybody wins mm-hmm, absolutely So
0: how i feel about like you know when beauty counter and all those products mm-hmm. with just like cosmetics and things came up like 4 or 5 years ago it just it's we're always even just on the products that we use america's always such like just glacially slow behind like, countries like europe and everything so i'm glad that there's people like you out there that are advocating for such things um you sort of talked a little bit about this with your background being a dietitian but is there anything personally that led you to be such an advocate for your
2: environment. Yes, I. Um, besides my professional career, that was my research, and I was pretty frustrated with my research. We have no data to study these things. And uh, personally, I had a lot of fertility struggles myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so when the doctors tell you "good luck next time," it's just not very satisfying. So after four super late stage miscarriages, and I was told "good luck next time," I just I I was it's just Unsatisfying. So I was seeking answers everywhere. And from traditional Western medicine, I've done all the genetic testing, any testing that you can think of, I've done it all. Mm. And there's still really no answers. So because I study these things and I know environmental toxins and chemicals could impact fertility, when I went to the doctor asking for a test, uh, like what we're doing now, the doctor just said, okay, the only test we have is heavy metal, there's nothing else. But it was just like kind of crazy to me that we literally have been researching, studying these chemicals for over 30, 40 years. These tests exist. How, how would the public not having access to it? Right. And also many people, the public are not even aware that they even need to care about these chemicals, which was like really crazy. So I felt I wanted to something, even just for my own necessity, I just wanted know that this is not something that i need to worry about that i'm doing everything right so i just wanted a sense of assurance um so i kind of like just decided to do this out of my own necessity that i i just wanted to know and i felt this is something that everybody can use and especially for people who are you know trying to conceive and staying pregnant postpartum young parents it's a pretty powerful way to understand your exposures that actually do something about it because we can't really change our genes, but this is something that we can really take action and uh, do active prevention. Yeah. There's no tools for that. It, it, it's just crazy.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. I think this kind of thing gives people some control, whether it's fertility mm-hmm. issues or mm-hmm. other chronic issues that they, they've gotten nose from health practitioners. It's so nice to go, okay, there are some things I can control, even though there's other things I can't control. And it does give you such a sense of um, security in those scary times. And I love that. I think yeah. most people create these incredible things when they do have something big like that has happened to you. So I'm so sorry. That's part of your story. And we're grateful that we know you're going to go on and create um, you know, support many other people's health journey. We're going to jump forward. Cause you talked about fertility. I would love to know, you know, based on, you know, your, your studies and your products, what are two or three action steps that someone can do simply, um, in terms of toxins and environmental factors to support their fertility.
2: Oh, yes. (laughs) Um, I think fertility, starting from fertility, especially people who are trying to conceive will always say this is where you should make a lot of investment because you're, you're getting the biggest bang for your bucks. Not only you're creating better egg quality, having better egg quality, sperm quality, embryo quality, you're also creating a really great environment, um, not just for your unborn um, baby, but also when this baby is born, you're already on this path for this healthy lifestyle. That means your, your baby is going to grow up with this healthy lifestyle. So the mm-hmm. impact is, uh, is generation. So it's a really good time uh, for people to start thinking about detoxing, thinking about wow. practicing really great lifestyle. Um, because we also know that these chemicals for the longest time, we thought it's not going to pass generation. We thought it's not going to pass through their placental barrier. but we were wrong. Mm. Like Literally, your grandparents' exposure will still show up in the grandkids. That's so this makes wild. expecting parents like, you know, really important to think about your exposures. Um, and then when it, some practical tips of reducing exposure, the biggest one is uh, to avoid plastic as much as you can a lot of these chemicals that we're testing today and impacting us are plasticizer chemicals. I mm-hmm. mean, we have this really complicated relationship with plastic. We can't completely get rid completely get rid of it, but I think mm-hmm. people should absolutely avoid as much as possible. Never ever microwave plastic. That's something that, you know, plastic Tupperware people use it often. If you can swap to, you know, a glass Tupperware or stainless steel, that's always great. And, never ever microwave plastic don't use that syringe wrap use a bee wax wrap yeah. and if you have kids toys or you know you drink bottled water don't leave that bottled water in your car and let mm-hmm. the sun bake in it right and don't mm-hmm. leave the your children's toy in under the sun because that's going to help that's going to increase the leaching of these chemicals into anything you comes in contact with so i think that's like the number one tip the number two tip we always want everybody to become more conscious consumers so please read ingredient labels uh read any label you know as a dietitian we always teach people like you know we want people to read nutrition labels so they can Mm -hmm. make more informed choice it's it's the same thing with any personal care product or household product please check out that label anytime whenever there's fragrance listed on the ingredient label, please ditch that product opting for fragrance free. Uh, because fragrance is almost a co- it's a code for phthalates, uh, mm-hmm. which we can go into a little bit later, what this chemical does and why is it bad for us. But please read ingredient labels. Because uh, if you read an ingredient label, you can easily pick out good product versus a sub optimal product that's mm-hmm. better for your health. At the same time, you're actually voting with your dollars we're sending a signal to manufacturers that we want safer product and then we want better product for our health and, and also for the environment. Right. Um, so and then the last tip would be, you know, think about your water. Uh, mm-hmm. We have heard a lot of news um, that many parts of the States are our water is contaminated. So please use a water filter. Any filter is better than no filter, but mm-hmm. if you can get your hands uh, on a, reverse osmosis water filter that's sort of a catch-all filter that's always good
1: is that like the berkeley water filter berkey or is that a kind of just general filter like what's an reverse osmosis filter that people can find you know so there
2: are like many many brand uh we highly recommend if you buy any water filter look for nsf certified symbol nsf is a third-party testing laboratory so they make sure that the the water filter is actually in good quality doing what it's supposed to do. Um, So reverse osmosis water filter is just a function of how the filter uh, filtration actually happens. Um, So it just it all sort of filter. So So look for NSF symbol. So I just got a Berkey. Have you heard of that one? I heard about Berkeys. I think it's, I'm not sure if Berkey uses uh, reverse osmosis or it uses a carbon
0: I know um, I need to, I, now I don't know that you said that, but that's, that's good to, for people to hear to go back and check. Cause that was not cheap. So let's, I will, yeah. I also, had just had a guy come out and um, we just moved and to look at my water system in my house to put in one of those system, which it will be worth it. But, um, I think it depends on where you live. Cause he said, he mentioned that in Tennessee, are um they try to cycle the water so quickly that, that we have like crazy amounts of chlorine in our water um, to try to push it back out and it's like very it's kind of just this wild unhealthy um amount of chlorine and i don't know if it's specific to tennessee but um it kind of raised the red flag in my mind and just it's always good to think about your water i um Let's go back to what you said earlier about plastics, because I think that's such a good tip. I think that we don't really realize how much plastic is in just everyday things. I was thinking about even just baby toys in the car on a hot mm. summer day. Um, I wouldn't have thought uh, about that. Yeah. I, I mean, about water bottles, I think we always, Kathy yeah. and I always say that about water bottles because we use, um, you know, a little, so stainless steel, stainless steel with a mm-hmm. straw, but Um, so can you tell the list, let's go back. Can you tell the listeners, like, cause we see on the, on the water bottles at Kroger or Publix where it says BPA free. Can you tell us number one, (laughs) is it BPA free? (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Are they lying? Um, what is BPA and phthalates? And also we see the word parabens a lot. Can you tell us exactly what those things are, how they're disrupting our health and are these companies out there, these corporate companies, in, in, is it safe to believe that they are really BPA free? I mean
2: <laughs> we're oh staff- yeah, so <laughs> like <little laughs> <questions, laughs> a
0: three-part question, but <laughs>
2: yeah, there's a lot to unpack here. Um okay, so mm-hmm. let's first talk about BPA and phthalates, because I think this is a good segue into health impact and then, and then products. Um BPA and phthalates are Industrial chemicals that we made, they're major plasticizers that use today. Some of the plastic make actually contain up to 80% BPA or phthalates. Uh, BPA is the, both chemicals are magical chemicals. Uh, they do wonders. Uh, BPA actually makes shatterproof plastic. Uh, obviously, they're also using canned food linings, also thermal receipts. Um, they can, when they're using as a canned food lining they're actually act as sort of where they preserve food increase the shelf life a lot longer so Pallates inside is the can, can inside the yes. can where the food is <gasps> yes inside the can um actually not just food it's also can't drinks is another one any can't drinks it's many times cans also lined with bpa because when we talk about you know asking people to eat less less canned food to avoid BPA and. People don't think about canned drinks, you know, canned yeah,
0: wine. Yeah, can canned, canned seltzers are really big right now. And right. also, like, beer.
2: Spark-
0: beer or, you know, like LaCroix or, yeah, um, right. bubbly people think they're doing themselves a favor by not doing soft Soda. drinks, by doing right. LaCroix. Um, did you see recently that, like, a couple months ago, maybe it was six months ago, where LaCroix, it was like this big thing about LaCroix having arsenic? No, I missed yeah. that. I, I'll send you guys the link and it was, okay. and I don't, I don't, they had to like, um, recall a bunch of LaCroix cause they found arsenic. I don't know. I'll, I'll send you the link, but now I don't drink LaCroix and I drink, um, other, some other options. I know <laughs> I can't drink a lot of bubbles. It makes my tummy, <clears throat> makes my
1: tummy that's hurt. That's true. The
0: carbonation. But yeah. Anyway.
1: We anyway. Rest. Okay. Sorry. <laughs>
2: But the, the, the canned drink is, is a big one because we actually have seen in our uh, users when they drink a lot of canned drinks, LaCroix included, that mm-hmm. consistently they would have higher EPA or BPA alternative levels. Um, so canned drink is a big one. Um, phthalates is also another magical chemical that makes plastic flexible. Um, it's also used in a lot of frequencies that makes the fragrance stick onto your body for a lot longer. So mm-hmm. they're like widely widely used chemicals, a ton of production. The reason we worried about them is, uh, uh, I wish I kind of have a drawing board to show you the structure of BPA and phthalates. Um, if you see the structure of BPA, and then if you compare that structure with the structure of estrogen they look almost identical. Wow. Um, this makes a BPA, phthalate actually looks like um, testosterone. So this makes BPA and phthalates um, hormone disrupting chemicals or endocrine disrupting chemicals, meaning they mess with your hormones. Because mm. their shape looks almost identical, your body just mistaken them to your natural you know, hormones or testosterone. So BPA mimics, mimics estrogen, phthalate actually blocks testosterone. So if you think about your hormone, your hormones literally regulate every bodily function you have from your metabolism to your stress level, to your sleep, to your growth, everything is regulated by a hormone. And a hormone, like, they work in lock and keys. So, like, one lock and key has to match. When you have these dismatch, then you're just getting hormone imbalance. Mm-hmm. And other thing is, like, hormone in working such tiny amount, you just not, like, I need, like, Such a tiny bit, like for it to 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 act. Think about like a one drop of water in like twenty five Olympic sized swimming pool. That's how much it requires for hormone to make any impact. So it's like so important to keep your hormone in balance. And what happens when you have foreign BPA and phthalates comes in? It just messes with your hormone. And if you think about your estrogen, estrogen is so important, like for both male and female. You know, for female, it's, you're talking about your skin, your, your, your mental health, um, your, your period, right. And then Mm -hmm. for male, it's like the libidos and all these other things. And same as testosterone, that's also really important for both male and female, your muscle mass, right. All Mm -hmm. these things are controlled by these hormones. So you just don't want to have these foreign substances to come in to mess with your hormones. That's why we, we really care about not having this kind of exposure.
1: Right. And we think of, when we think about hormones, we just like, I think we, jump, especially in this age group, we jump to like fertility, but it's not just that it's like how your body right. weight hangs on or your blood sugar balance or your bone health. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's so much more hormone balance, I think has become a hot topic
0: word because it's more than just, yeah. Not just fertility, like in, in like an adult, like, you know, in our age group as women, I think also we talk about like hormonal acne, like we're, we're almost 40. Why are we having these chin break?
2: Our dermatologists are always
0: saying, Oh, if it's a chin area, that's, that's a hormonal acne. And you're like, okay, great. But it's, I think it's interesting because it's like, we, we do all these other steps that we think will fix it. And it, we, our minds don't necessarily go to, okay, let me pull back on things with BPA and phthalates. And like, what am I, you know, what am I consuming? What, are, what am I buying on the regular that might cause this? I think that's, it's so important to think about, um, those things, because that's not really what we're being told as a solution. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, So it's fascinating. Um,
1: thank you for explaining that. Yeah. We we're also going to explain parabens, too. I would love oh, to right. talk about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, paraben is another hormone-disrupting chemical. It's, it has not been studied as much as the BPA and phthalates, but we know that they, they also disrupt for, uh, hormones. Uh, the interesting thing with paraben is that there are so many different kinds of parabens, and not all of them are created equal. So the longer, the bigger the paraben chain, sometimes in your ingredient label, you would see it's labeled as, you know, paraben. So there's like a paraben, ethyl, propyl, and butyl. The longer the carbon chain, the more toxic it is. So anytime you see a paraben or a paraben, ditch that immediately because it's very, very toxic. What kind um, of products would that be in
1: yeah. that we can keep an eye
2: out for? It? You can see a lot of in skincare products. And also mm-hmm. the biggest culprit that we have seen is really hard for people to avoid is these over-the-counter uh, medicinal creams. So some people use hydrocortisol cream for eczema or for allergy. Mm. Consistently we've seen so much paraben in these products and people think it's, you know, it's medicine. So it seems that it, it can be, you know, it seems seems to be good. Right. Um, so we have not been able to find any good, these hydrocortisone cream that's free of paraben that at least I have not seen it, but the recommendations, if you don't have to use it, if you absolutely have to use it, yeah, obviously you need to use it, but if you don't have to use it, try not to use it. Um, so definitely again, read ingredient labels.
0: Um, eczema and kids, I feel like is more and more common. I just had a friend call me the other day and said, you know, does does Charlotte have eczema? And I'm like, not really. But she's like, I'm trying cortisol. So it seems like, um, light bulb, this is a great idea for, um, products for kids and adults. Exactly. Next product, (laughs) next product launch, Um, (laughs) next startup.
1: We are really excited to tell you guys about our new sponsor, Gut Garden. You can find all their information at mygutgarden.com and you can get any of their supplements 15% off with the code SISTER15. That's S I S T E R 15 for 15% off your order. They have a good gut program that helps you completely reset your gut in 30 days with five supplements included, or you can buy supplements separately. That includes activated charcoal. Prebiotics, probiotics, enzymes, collagen, everything you need to support your health from the inside out. So check out Gut Garden and use the code SISTER15 for 15% off your next order. I do have a question just about when you do give recommendations. So a lot of your very practical, best recommendations are to swap products. So mm-hmm. e- eliminate these things is, is it, is like detoxing from these things possible? Like if they're circulating in our system, mm-hmm. is it, are there ways to like really get it out of there besides probably sweat? And like, I would love to know more about kind of the detox process. Of yeah. These things. Right.
2: So your body actually have natural detox function. That's why we're able to measure these things in your urine. It's because your body is getting actively getting rid of them. I think that's the encouraging part is if you actually eliminate the sources of your exposures, your body will naturally uh, get rid of them within 24 to 48 hours. Um, So that's the encouraging part. Um, That said, a little bit doom and gloom part is your body probably not completely get at hundred percent getting rid of them because some of these chemicals also deposit in fat. Um, and we can't possibly, you know, biopsy people's fat cells and to figure out how much toxin they have in their body. Uh, so there will still be some in it. That, that means it makes detoxing using good product really, really important. Um, another area. So these chemicals that we just talked about that you can easily get rid of, um, parabens, phthalates, BPAs, these are transient chemicals that we can get rid of. There is actually a whole class of persistent chemicals that we don't really easily get rid of, um, which also I think means it's even more important to not expose yourself to more chemical Like these transient chemicals, at least we have control over. You don't mm. want extra exposure because for persistent chemicals, many times we don't have control over. You know, if you mm. check someone's blood today, you will still find DDT uh in this in everybody because ddp dd has been banned for over 30 years and uh and -hmm. it's a pesticide used you know 30 years ago but today it's still in our body because they're persistent and they have been they just have really long half-life they you don't get rid of them same as this forever chemical that you know recently have been uh in the news a lot uh it's also contaminating our water it's in teflon pens uh non-stick pens pfas is another one that's a persistent chemical once you get exposed to it you don't really you don't really get rid of it easily. Um,
0: terrifying and those are and me, and those are passed down from generations, right? Yes,
2: they are passed down to generations, and there's a recent study showing uh, a lot of these chemicals actually have additive effect, so combining them expo- higher exposure to multiple of them actually cause more damage, so they have seen seeing that um combined exposure to bpa phthalates and pfas actually have linked to um, children's de- developmental issues like a language learning delays
1: wow mm-hmm. wow it's interesting i think sometimes we feel overwhelmed like it's hard for me not to feel overwhelmed like mm-hmm. oh my gosh we can be affecting our grandchildren but also we also have the opportunity to make generational health changes mm-hmm. so it is can it can be empowering if we let it be i think right
0: yeah, and I think I, I agree with Kathy. Like, I think I could to- go down a total rabbit hole. Like, even when I was, yeah, like, I <laughs> even like last year, I was literally throwing out everything we owned. My husband was like, "Oh, oh, what is happening?" <laughs> and so I think even like the small changes over time or make big impacts. Um, But as you're talking, I'm I'm literally thinking about a million things in my house I need to get rid of. I also we do we're good about uh, the cookware. We yeah, good we've, about cookware. no one has Teflon in our house, but Um, I'm thinking about these products and people listening in, can you give us some good resources? And, um, is there any way to just like, if if you're in your house to to, to check, you know, whether it's a clean product or if there's a good resources for clean products and good food choices, and what would be like your, um, you know, just basic info for that, for people to
2: yeah, we actually curated a list of approved product on our website. So <laughs> if you go to our website, com, we have a, a re, under resources, we have a list of approved product that we actually did the homework. So you don't have to do that homework. Uh, we have fun ki- uh, product, household product, like kitchen, like Tupperwares, and um, water filter. We have a water filter one too, um, and also personal care product. Um, you can check that out. We don't have a super long list because that was the feedback that we got from our users that okay, just give me a shorter list. Yeah uh, there are other organizations also do similar things. Um, ewG is a good resource and also Make Safe is another good resource. We started our initially when we first started um, building our product, we weren't going to you know curate our own list and we thought ewG and Make Safe exist. We don't have to do reading men wheel. Um, but we were getting the feedback that, okay, it's too much research, and we just want a shorter list for our users. So we end up curating our list. Through our th- through this process, we also realized the, um, some of the literature on EWG is not up to date. Um, whenever there is a data gap in terms of ingredients or anything, it's being rated as one, which means the This rather than actually letting you know, hey, we actually don't know like if this is a safe or not so then that made us curating our own list of product and actually having really stringent criteria making sure if we actually see any study that demonstrating there's any human or even in animal models there's any impact we really want to take the precautionary principle because it's not necessary like you don't need to use it if there's any impact you can always choose something better
1: right even um, if you so don't if you don't know the impact it's probably exactly. better to stay away <laughs> yeah
2: exactly. exactly well we, so will- we have that resource.
1: Good. Amazing. We will link that webpage from your website for people to check the resources. Cause I think that's a really valuable list that you've put together. So um, since we're on this topic, we would love to know about million marker and, and what these test kits can expose of what they do to people Um, in their home and what they can find out and the benefits of purchasing that from your website. We are really excited to see what's going on in our bodies and we'll have to report back to our community, (laughs) figure out what's going on. So yeah, let us know, tell us, tell Mm -hmm. us about the at-home test and what people can expect.
2: Yeah. So we provide a, a direct to consumer mailing urine test. So you can purchase the kit online. Uh, Right now we test for 13 chemical metabolites. We test for BPA. BPA alternative, like BPS and BPF, this kind of like a circle back to what you guys ask, like, okay, yeah, if the the, the bottle or, or product labeled BPA-free, is it actually free? Uh, right. Unfortunately, there's no regulatory body to actually govern like, okay, what's actually BPA-free? It's completely up to the manufacturer to label whether it's BPA-free or not. The unfortunate mm-hmm. truth is that When BPA was banned, thank you to to conscious mothers banning BPA in baby sippy cups and uh, baby toys. Since BPA has been banned manufacturers started using BPA alternatives, Uh, BPS and BPF are the really common ones. They can literally swap a letter. You can have from BPA all the way to BPZ or any combination of them, BPAF, BPAZ. It's really mad. crazy.
0: I didn't even know those existed. I feel like we've been lied to.
2: <laughs> right. It's really, really crazy. So obviously we need a better regulation, but for now we can test for BPS and BPF. We test for both uh, high molecular phthalates and low molecular phthalates. Those, so high molecular phthalates usually in plastics and then low molecular phthalates are usually in personal care product. We test for all four parabens. We also test for oxybenzone. Oxybenzone is another hormone disrupting chemical that's used as a UV blocker in sunblocks. So Mm -hmm. we also test for that. Um, So people can simply, you know, order a test kit online. We ask you to complete an exposure journal before you send us your urine sample because this will allow us to actually do a really comprehensive lifestyle audit looking into your diet, you know, exactly your utensil, your kitchenware, also all the products that you're using so we can, give, we can pinpoint where your exposures are coming from. Then uh, with the analysis, we let you know um, your levels, how you compare with our existing users and how you compare with the national average, are you high, low, or medium? Um, and then we let you know all the products that you're using or any sources that could contribute to your exposure. We will audit not only the chemicals that we're testing, any other chemicals that we don't test, but we see there's a pro- problem with contamination or... Or high chance of allergy concerns will also let you know so next time you buy a product you can buy a better one you don't have to throw all your product out all at once but Mm -hmm. making sure that next time you you replenish your pantry or replenish your your personal care cabinet then you can buy a better product
1: wow i love how personal that is because sometimes it can be overwhelming for people to get like oh we found this in your system and not have recommendations to, to make any changes. Yeah. So right. I, I love how empowering that could be for people. Um, well, we're really thankful that you guys have given our listeners a coupon code. Mm-hmm. So anybody listening who wants to take advantage of any of the products on million makers website, um, you can use the code sister S I S T E R for $10 off. And that's a, it's a, a great amount off. And yes. I think a lot of people are going to be interested in that. So that's sister
0: for $10 off. That's amazing. Well, um, I know we're wrapping up soon, but as it's so funny because I'm thinking about all these things in my house, I know it's about to be summer and we're about to lather up the sunscreen literally all summer and even for kids too. So, um, is there a sunscreen options that you have on that list? Yes. Yes. Okay. We, have, okay. we have, we have, <laughs> we do
2: have a sunblock option, um, on our list because that's, that's a really, really important one it's a really um, that people...
0: Right. And, and even this is, I don't know if this is a dumb question, but I was just thinking like aluminum foil. I mean, we cook with that a lot. Is that considered safe or what are people, what are people's thoughts on aluminum foil? I know that's random, but
2: there have not been a ton of research for now aluminum is fairly safe um okay. there is not too much research on it uh one other thing we also get pretty asked often you guys didn't ask that question but um is know. silicone is silicone that people yeah. ask really often so yes. um when you, not all silicones are created equal so when you choose a, a silicone um either like Bag or uh, utensils. Make sure the silicone is a food grade, medical grade, or platinum-based silicone. Okay. Uh, because when it's not platinum-based silicone, manufacturers oftentimes will put fillers into the silicone, and so that the a lot of these fillers are plasticizers that, or could contain other chemicals that that's that's really really bad for human health. So make sure you choose a good silicone, and I also think silicone is a. Silicone is kind of like a dilemma because it's not exactly biodegradable. It's not super good for the environment, but because you can use it for a long time, it's still a really good plastic alternative just to make sure that you use when you you choose a silicone, choose a good silicone instead of just any random silicone.
1: Right. I'm glad you mentioned that because I'm sure other people have questions about that good to know. Yeah. Wow. Well, we could um talk to you forever and ever and we're so grateful to learn from you and we're so impressed by um the the products you've made and that you've kind of put one foot in front of the other and brought this to people's homes. Um we would love to end our interviews with just a word of advice, especially from incredible powerful women like yourself. So, whether it's something just about business or about health, we'd love for you just to end on you know, maybe a piece of advice or encouragement for women who are, um, listening.
2: I think like my piece of advice would just start small and don't get stressed. Um, and then also always knowing that whenever you're, you're doing something that's good for your body, it's also, you're doing something good for the environment and then good for the rest of your tribe, your family.
0: Yes.
1: So true. Your tribe
0: and your family
1: start small. If
0: every, if every family did something small, how big would that be? So I love that piece of advice. Well, I know we're wrapping up, but for people listening who are thinking in all these questions they have in their mind and want to reach out to you, what's the best, where can we find you? Um, you know, what's contact information, website, anything you want to leave with our listeners.
2: Yeah, people can always find us on our website, uh, www.millimarker.com. We're pretty active on social because I think education is the, is really dear to our heart. Um, mm-hmm. And part of the gap we want to bridge is this science translation and communication gap. Because as I mentioned, that we literally have decades of evidence, but public are not aware of it. So we spend a lot of energy doing the education. We're pretty active on social. We're active on Instagram and Twitter. So follow us. And then if you have any question, feel free to DM us. We also have a newsletter to uh, let people know what we're up to and also the latest research on environmental toxins. So people can also sign up. We're also always happy to answer any questions people have. So feel free to, to drop in and say hi.
1: That's great, amazing. Yes, I was going to mention that. That's how we got in touch with you. That your website, you have almost like office hours where people can book a Zoom with you (laughs) and pick your brain. And I think that's an incredible resource for people who need wisdom and to dig, kind of cut through the information age and really know what they're looking for. So. Dr. Hua, thank you, thank so, you much. so much for this
0: incredible opportunity and, and everybody listening. We'll link all of these, all the ways to get in touch with Jenna on yeah. the show notes. When the episode airs, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to meet you and your wealth of knowledge. I'm sure we'll reach out soon with more questions and <laughs> don't forget you can get the test kit and we'll, um, put that information in the discount code on the show notes as well. You guys. Yeah.
2: Thank you thank so much you. for having me. So nice being here. Thank
0: you for listening to our podcast. Also, make sure to check out our Amazon store. Thank you.